I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share podcast is brought to you by PDAX. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustlesharepdax. Also powered by Podmachine. The simplest way to grow and edit your podcast. Sign up now at podmachine.com and use the code HUSTLESHARE to get one free edit. Welcome to the HUSTLESHARE Sunicorn Sessions. Sunicorn Sessions. The show where we discuss the journeys of Southeast Asia's most successful startups that are soon going to be the region's next unicorns. Now here's your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the fourth edition of the Sunicorn Sessions. Man, we got another Sunicorn. It's always nice to see your Sunicorn friends thriving and surviving. But this is going to be a unique episode because my guest today is literally in his office. <laughs> but he's locked out. He just got his key on a Saturday. <laughs> but this is again the, the, the plight of startup. Founders, especially unicorn founders. What is a Saturday? You know, Saturday is a work day. It's the only dude in the office. But before I get carried away, let's again welcome back our newest and the youngest unicorn, actually, uh, who got Tiger Global. Just Tiger Global, huh? Uh, that, uh, that to invest in a startup, Mr. Nishou Gaba of Pedax. Welcome back to Hustle Share, my man. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ron, for the warm welcome. And obviously, I, I ran a bit late for our, our schedule because I can't seem to go into the office. I, I left my key. And yeah, you're right. So I guess um, uh, even as uh, no, even as uh, startups sometimes you know, raise funding, do this, at the end of the day, we're all still hustling. We're all still grinding. And weekends, uh, well, you know, Uh, or a good time to rest. Uh, sometimes you just there's some something that you just have to do, right? Correct. Exactly. <laughs> Same. My weekend is recording day technically, uh, and then I take one day off Sunday. That's that's how my schedule is now. But again, congratulations for such an amazing turnaround. Just so we we've last had you October 2021, and as we're recording this, this is March, more or less around six months. Oh my God, the amount of growth you're able to get. And again, I love the, again, if you're interested to listen about Michelle's history, we have an older, normal, regular episode to listen to that. But today, we're going to go and do a recap of what happened since October because you're able to raise Series B from one of the most prestigious funds in the whole world, Tiger Global. Okay, so walk us through what was what happened since October till now. Because as I remember, October that's when Great Earn was really starting to make a lot of noise last year. Was that a big factor to how things accelerated for you guys? Absolutely, Ron. So um, uh, definitely, what happened over the past uh, six months is that the Philippines was firmly put on the spotlight. Uh, for anything to do with the metaverse, right? And obviously, play to earn uh, this this play to earn trend here, showcasing for the very first time that um, there is some value to be made in the metaverse. And yeah, and the Philippines is is probably the best market for it. We're young, we're tech savvy, we have supportive ecosystems, and and um, and we have very good very good uh, talent, right? So. Yeah, and of course, when you have that talent and all that stuff that you really need, what do you need? It's the best and most reliable crypto exchange to get that money and also to invest again. Uh, before the dip, the mega dip happened. <laughs> Thankfully, I was able to exit on some. So at least I didn't really feel the crunch and not just hold on. Oh, that's great! Yeah, yes, like hi. Right before my wedding, I was able to cash out a little bit, but um. I, w- I want to know the, the, the key milestones. So from you don't get to just become a unicorn without really big milestones. Can you talk about some of the biggest milestones that happened over the past six months that led to Tiger coming in? Yeah. Um, so uh, now milestones are, I guess, a pretty loose word you know, in, yeah. this, in the startup space, right? Like. Uh, we we count milestones uh, according to product launches, according to uh, user growth, revenue growth. Uh, fortunately, over the past year, and this has been maybe not just over the past year, but over the past two years, mm-hmm. uh, we experienced uh, uh, steady, if not um, uh, if not substantial user base growth. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, you know, were were I think. At More than six uh, hundred, almost maybe seven hundred thousand users. Wow! Um, it's growing quite healthily month on month. 
uh, transactions have also been up, right? So I think uh, you know maybe maybe the exact figures are, are um, you know fluctuate month on month, but um, we've been doing quite healthily. Um, nice. Nine figures in in USD. That is nice. Nine figures, amazing in fiat in fiat valuation. There you go. But that's amazing. So. What are the in, in every key milestone and coming in as a start again, putting my startup founder hat, that doesn't happen by accident, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are things that are, uh, you know, um, triggered by that because it was prepared for ahead of time. Um, were, what were those things that you really had to do that really contributed to this, uh, exponentially? Yeah, so, um you know, this is a problem that uh, a lot of startups face, right? Um, you're, you always have scarce resources. So yep. when you first start, you have to make a very, uh, very deliberate decision on what you're going to invest in. And more often than not, companies invest in product development, right? Because the goal is to release an MVP. But then you have other areas uh, also very important to the business that have been, you know, that will be underinvested. Right. So I think for us, uh, a lot of focus was put into the product, um, but more and more, uh, we've been uh, putting a lot more effort and resources into marketing, into growing the community, um, uh, optimizing our, our products and our product experience to, to cater the, to the Pinoy, to the retail investor, to the pay to earn gamer. So, so that's uh, really a lot of what we've, we've been doing. Um, and fortunately, uh, it's, it's yielding some, some pretty good results. And we hope to continue that effort. Absolutely. And you're absolutely correct because at Series B, just here, call it what it is. You can't get to Series B, and I remember you telling me about this. Uh, you can't just story tell your way into Series B anymore, right? You can't just narrative your way anymore to, to get to Series B. Then the day at Series B, you should have product market fit, and and in 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 PDAX's realm or point of view, what was the product market fit look like that allows you now to again? Be in a position to scale further because at this stage at Series B, they VCs call this growth stage already or prep for growth, scaling up, right? You can't scale up something that doesn't work, right? What was that product market fit like? Well, uh, I think at this stage, uh, we've we've identified very key uh, customer segments for us, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, from a from a product market fit standpoint. Uh, we're trying to hit all these segments. Um, obviously, there's the retail trading segment, right? So people who are coming into crypto for the first time, we want to offer them the best experience, uh, cashing in and out and trading. Um, there's also the uh, uh, the institutional segment, right? Higher net, uh, higher net worth individuals or families or or corporations that want crypto exposure. Um, and then there's the remittance segment. So that has been growing, right? Um, people don't really know this because um, uh, it's not individuals who use crypto to remit uh, funds, right? It's actually remittance companies that are now using crypto rather wow. than funds. And 
obviously the last segment is is play to earn um i think it's quite clear that here in the philippines uh the play to earn business model uh goes through guilds managers who then equip scholars right so uh we also try to um to make that as easy as possible for for managers and, and scholars so uh these are uh, these are the key segments that we're we're uh, really very focused on um and there are you know other areas that uh we always have an eye towards uh for right. our growth and here's one thing also that's very very important that i'd like to get your uh two cents on because again you've been at this for a while right mm. you've been chugging how, how long has it been since you founded pdax again uh um pdax really started like late uh, almost end 2017 early 2018 wow. so mm. yeah it has it has been a while yeah you know, four, four years four. and a lot of that really it's again you 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 prep we prep for this but how big of a factor is timing because this is this is something that one thing uh not, not all startup founders have control of because mm -hmm. you can build the best product you can build the best team even the best you know um situation to help you succeed but there's one thing you can't control which is timing right what is that what how much of a how, is it a perfect storm that really happened in favor of pdax now that you know it, it or is it a lot more factors than that you know uh i probably will will ramble a little bit here in our run yeah. um, and feel free to to edit oh, go stuff. ahead this is a podcast we don't have yeah, anything this else. is yeah this is something i'm i am really passionate about um there are youtube videos out there right like uh, one of the key reasons why startups fail is timing right not getting the timing right and on the surface it's so easy to point to timing and say oh i was you know i was unlucky right i was too early or i was too late etc but actually uh timing is is not an external factor really right timing is a product of being prepared and yes. anticipation right uh in fact you know one of my one of my most you know favorite basketball players is Dwayne Wade right like the there you go. Mm -hmm. right and and the way he gets blocks as short as he is is because he he has a skill set to go up that high and he has great anticipation right yeah. so so uh in our case uh we know for a fact that the crypto wave is coming right or crypto going mainstream is an eventuality it's gonna happen right so the way you take charge of that timing is you build the capabilities that you need right now in order to prepare for it and you ensure that you have enough funding so that you could you survive until the the wave hits right because a lot of startups you know they build great products but they don't have enough um they, they didn't get enough uh runway. funding to a runway to to finally see see their product go to market so yeah uh, i would say timing uh yes there's an element of luck there's an element of luck to, to everything yeah. but a big part of it is is being prepared anticipating and ensuring you have the resources to to make sure that that timing can work in your favor rather than against you and that that that's absolutely correct. Um, I'm trying to write and think of that in Podcast Network Asia. 
I know the podcasting wave will happen. It's inevitable. All signs point to it, right? Now we're padding up. Um, we're just unfortunate that we are in an early nascent market in Southeast Asia. But if you look at how big it is in the West, mm-hmm. man, it is huge. And I just see that 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 thing will eventually uh, come through here, and that would be the eventuality. And it's hard to prep for something. That's not out there because most people will pass, right? Yeah. Now walk us through how you were able to then go through those early stages there uh, where you're just playing the role of Messiah <laughs> or the the prophet that that was like, hey, this will happen, and that wasn't true because eventually it did happen. Tiger came in. Mm-hmm. What bridge us through that gap of playing the the prophet game onto? See, told you it's gonna happen. Well, um, you know, for every, you know, for every uh, prophet that gets things right, there are probably 99 other prophets. <laughs> yes. Either, you know, uh, branded as lunatics or were killed. Yep. In the- <laughs> um, yep. You can't be Nostradamus all the time. There you go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but, you know, uh, prophesying uh, or like, um, being an advocate, I guess, no? being ad- an advocate for crypto uh, has its unique challenges from the very beginning, right? Because um, crypto was seeking to disrupt an industry that had a lot of controls against something like crypto, right? Yeah. And we're talking about finance. So so uh, in the early days, right, uh, Every time you, you talk about crypto to you know mainstream media or uh, people from traditional finance, uh, you really get uh, ignored or like seen as crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's also a unique element to to being a disruptor in in the financial services yes. industry that can work to your advantage, mm-hmm. and that is that at the end of the day finance or financial services will have to listen to the market, right? And the market has said that Bitcoin is worth $60,000, right? All these NFTs are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? So so, um, that probably is a bigger factor in crypto going mainstream, not really the the advocacy of firms like PDAX, but because the market itself has begun validating these views. And so uh, Tiger Global, which probably, well, first of all, they're amazing investors and we're very, very fortunate to have them as partners. Um, They're always ahead of the game, right? They They are the guys who invest in something and they're always proven to be correct. And they, they're, they're starting to see this now too, right? And have made very be- big bets uh, in crypto. And that's really on the back of very good market validation. Got it. All right. Now let's dig deep, uh, dig deep a little bit more on what you guys had to go through from, again, the last time we talked in October last year to, to where you are now. What were the hardest things you had to go through in between that phase you know because again it's all fun and games you're gonna get all the roses and congratulations but deep inside i know it's hella hard what were those things for you 
you know, it's nice that you ano, no, you uh, talk about it in that way. No, na, yeah, you're getting roses and and you know when 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 uh, an entrepreneur closes around the funding, you're gonna get a lot of flowers from a lot of people, yep. right? Who will reach out, congratulate you. Um, but you know that everything is added pressure, right? Yes. Because um, stakes are high, my God. Stakes are high. Yep. You're giving the resources. So, you know, just like Kobe Bryant, like no excuses, right? Like yep. you now have to have the uh you now have to show your 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 uh success. Um, you know, the hardest thing about uh what transpired between October and now has been probably the you know, the the amount of of uh, product development work the amount growing up that the company uh, has needed to to do and and what's happening here is uh, PDAX is in PDAX started pretty much as a garage operation I, I would say a coffee shop okay. because that's okay. the, that's where we were working at the time so transitioning from a coffee shop operation to something closer to a, a uh, global financial institution yeah. with a lot of growing up, right? And that's putting a strain on the team, right? Who, yes. who now have to work so hard uh, just to ensure that we keep providing the best service. And, you know, a uh, big shout out to, to our uh, engineering team and, and our operations team for, you know, grinding it out over the past few months, just scaling up the company. Mahirap when it comes yeah, to Yeah, super. Number one, the startup grows as fast as possible. Number two, that it doesn't uh, go off the rails and burn people out. Right. Okay. So uh, that's always uh, going to be a, a tricky exercise in the startup space. Absolutely. Now let's take our first break because we have to play the PDAX ad. <laughs> because you are just the number one supporter of Hustle Share. But when we come back and let's talk about, let's take a deep dive on. What exactly those growing up you had to do? Because again, that's why we're doing this this format of Sunicorn session because not everybody is experiencing this. But inevitably, a lot of people follow suit and hopefully we can learn of how you guys did it. Let's talk about that more after the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. 
calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We are still with Michelle Gaba, who's stuck outside his office because he left the This is most amazing episode. The stuff you get to do with the hustlers in Hustle Share. But, Michelle, I want to um, know, you know, you, you mentioned before the break that there were real growing up you had to go through i'll 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 come clean every single time we scale in there and someone already told me about this is patrick gentry of sprout solutions that said that dude you got to be ready for the rule of three and ten it's gonna come and every time your 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 company multiples in um, and grows in multiples of three and ten shit breaks i was aware of that but i thought i was prepared until it hit me now, all of a sudden, there were new problems that I never had. I didn't know how to tackle. It's uncharted territory. HR, I didn't know how to source it out. People were starting to leave. You're straining that you can't just rah, rah, rah everything anymore. There needed to be structure. What were those things for you guys? Uh, it's everything. Um, so, uh, like you said, you had... Uh, you know, you face everything from from uh, operations to to HR. Uh, you know, the way I would describe the the experience of of scaling is that uh, it's like a no no. It's like a it's like you have a car, right? Let's yes. say it's a Toyota Vios. Uh, it can run easily, right? Fifty kilometers per hour. Yep. But now it's got to run at 500 kilometers Ooh, per hour. That's a jet. <laughs> so, okay, something more easy. Like 300. Oh, okay. kilometers an hour. Um, but then, you have to probably upgrade so many things, right? Uh, you have to upgrade maybe the engine, right? Uh, and then later on, you'll see na, okay, yung gearbox needs to be changed because it needs to go to like, you know, 10 gears or maybe beyond that. Uh, later on, you realize now, oh, oh no, the these tires are they can't go that fast, yes. right? They're gonna fall off. They're gonna, uh, they're, yeah, they're gonna, the wheels are gonna fall off. Uh, and then later on, you realize, you know what? We should be using high performance fuel if we're gonna go that fast. Okay, right. so and the 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 uh, these are the trickier parts to it. Number one, you actually there, there's no way to tell what you need to fix before you're already going 200 miles an hour. Yeah, right? no clue. Right? No right? Tell, yeah. Right? Um, number two, all of these problems that need to be solved, right, towards scaling, they are all urgent because <laughs> if you do not solve for new tires, right, uh, or, or uh, try the, 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 the tires issue, you're going to burn out rubber. 
right? Yep. In the same way na now, uh, if we don't fix our org structure, people are always going to feel frustrated. If we don't hire more people, people will, the, the existing people will always have to be working more. Yep. If you don't fix the existing technology, which, by the way, is serving a lot of crypto traders these days, you won't be able to service an even bigger customer base, right? So it's yeah. it's a delicate balance uh, that you constantly have to do. And that's the challenge uh, of scaling. Super. And that's true because we're now in the thick of becoming, and that's two different jobs, uh, being a founder where you're just trying to get shit done, trying to get a product out, trying to get initial traction. But now you're trying to become a real executive, a real good operator. So it's not every day that everybody becomes a Brian who can be the right guy from zero and still be the right guy at 100, right? Because there's a lot of growing up that you're going to have to do, right? Brian is a perfect example of a good founder guy that is also going to be great as an operator, right? Mm. And a couple of things I want to know. At the end of the day, it's there are times also from an HR point of view, no matter how you loved your team, your problems or your need for a Lambo, since you were a BIOS for a while, you're going to outgrow your people and they're just not going to be the right fit anymore. And that hurts because you have loyalty towards these people and then it's sad to see them go. I want to know first, what type of new hires did you need to prepare your BIOS or the PDAX of old to become the PDAX of new? Um, it's good that you brought up um, uh, eventually also having to quote-unquote upgrade people, right? So I see that as uh, one of two things, right? Yeah. One is uh, you have to train them um or like you, you have to train them they have to uh have an attitude of learning so that they can upskill and grow and the other is you just have to hire people uh to whom they will be reporting right uh it's never easy right uh but i think at pdax no i can i can say this with very much a straight face na, uh we have not uh, uh displaced anybody right or we have not um uh, let somebody go just because you know we hired a, a replacement. Um, in fact, I will say this uh, publicly: we probably uh, we probably give out the most uh, uh, in in employees so, options. Wow! And, and that's because uh, uh, the people who who bled for the company in the earlier days, uh, who believed in the vision, maybe. Maybe you're right. They're not the ones who will take you from, they took you from zero to 100, but they're not going to take you from 100 to 100 million. And that's just because maybe it's not in their experience or in their skill set. But if you align interests with your employees, right, by making them owners and partners, not just employees, then your incentives will always be aligned. You know, we need to go back to basketball, we, we need LeBron James in the Miami Heat, right? Uh, sure, uh, Dwayne Wade was always there, but like, hey, we needed LeBron to, to win the championship. So so uh, if, if, if everybody is aligned as owners of your mission, then you would not have this problem. Or if you have this problem, then it's probably not on the company anymore, right? Because um, obviously a lot of factors go into 
what uh, a person is is happy about in in a company and uh, it's it's all really about aligning incentives so that whenever the team wins mm-hmm. every individual wins right now let me zero in on you as the founder here because again new challenges means new learning from you as well and you have to reinvent yourself as a founder because the, the more metamorphosis is i don't know if that's the right word but more iterations of your yourself become and the faster you get there the better it is from the, uh, the the company and again um not everybody even us will be expendables as founders it's just yeah. we might not even be the right person to take it to the next hundred million or whatnot but I wanted to ask because it's so hard. Just for us, we'll we'll take on any challenge that will be thrown right. at us. But as the problems become more complicated, there's less and less resources out there that will prepare you for it. And now this comes for our thirst for quality advice and mentorship. Who did you run to while you were going through these things? Because man, I I remember chatting with Roland, with Brian, like bro, I'm. Currently experiencing this, what's your take? Blah blah blah, and that's where that support system. People think that if you get here, you're good. Now, no, you actually need more shit at this level. Who was that for you guys? Look, um, you're here's one thing uh, that's gonna happen when you when you start a company, uh, and actually when you when you start a company and you've experienced some modest success, yeah. you will start to hear feedback less and less. Right, because you're 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 the boss, and no one's gonna speak up to you. Um, and also, nobody knows enough about what you're doing to be in a position to say, "Hey, you know, maybe uh, Nichelle, you're supposed to do things this way, etc." Right? No one will dare to to do that. Right? But it doesn't mean you're perfect. It means it actually, you know, uh, just means that no one's looking after your blind spots anymore, or no one's looking after uh, oncoming trains that might you know hit you on the side mm-hmm. um so so in my case uh i had the benefit of uh really good investors right wow. so i'm gonna give shout outs to them i'm gonna give them their flowers here. um all right so uh our seed lead investor was b next ventures right Excellent. and the partner there uh his name is Derek. Uh, amazing investor and really, really good, you know, uh, no bullshit, uh, no bullshit advice every single time, right? Uh, he's not shy to say, Michelle, you're fucking up in this area, right? Okay. And you need that, right? Uh, even as you had gotten funding from investors and they believe in you, um, they also they also are, they're actually in your corner, right? Like yeah. they'll tell you these things to, to help you out. And the other one is uh, somebody more local too, that's like, Oak Drive Ventures has been a, a good source of um, uh, uh, feedback and, and advice no, for, for me as a founder. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I'll mention something else too, no, Ron. Um, uh, one thing I, when, when, when we, as we were growing, right, as a founder, I felt like I had to do more, right? Yes. You know, I was working, okay, uh, uh, five days a week. I have to work six days a week now, or I have to work seven days a week. Yep. And someone needs to look after product, marketing, operations, and I probably have to do more today. And I realized the path to growing is yeah. not the founder doing more. 
it's actually the founder doing less, right? So I have to be able to delegate more, right? Uh, and it's tough to see that because because the knee-jerk reaction of a founder who built everything from zero to one is, okay, I'll just need to, to do more. Awesome. But there comes a point in time when you have to do less uh, or else like, yeah, or else you are your own blocker at that point. Yeah, yeah, you become the it. Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. Um, if if somehow you can't find what's wrong in the company, probably it's you. You've become the bottleneck to so many things. As I probably maybe I was I'm becoming a bottleneck too. Right. right? Yeah. That's amazing. Now and and that's true. Again, the more and this is what the trait of good founders that I've really seen that the more the higher you are also getting into the stakes like you know the bigger your company get the humbler you are because you just realize how much more you don't know right that you know you need all these feedback mechanisms that uh, that can give you the quality uh, advice that you need in order to really thrive because if you don't get that it's going to be really really hard to survive because again you can be your own blocker now Michelle, last few questions series b okay tiger global bruh <laughs> amazing what does it take to race at series b because again i'm right in the thick of my pre-a not even a yet mm-hmm. and my deck is ab- it's unrecognizable compared to my seed deck <laughs> And it's hella long as well. So yeah. much stuff to talk about and to unpack. What does that look like in Series B? And what does it take to get a tiger to come in? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's so many factors uh, to to getting an, an investor. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, uh, yeah, Tiger Global is a phenomenal investor for sure. Um, but they're also the right investor for us in that they believe in what we're trying to do they believe in the philippine market they believe that there is a much bigger revolution happening now than just play to earn or than just trading cryptocurrencies so so uh the the path of going from pre-seed to like getting seed funded is probably an exercise in enough in uh uh placing a bet on people, right? That's what's happening there, right? Got it. Uh, but when you get to Series B, mm-hmm. there's a lot more proof required that this company is going to make it, right? So when you come to Series B, you cannot go there with just a deck and no product, right? You have to show a lot of revenue traction. Uh, you have to show that uh, even while you have uh good traction you still have growth initiatives um and you also have to demonstrate that uh you're de-risking the business over time right and and it's and yeah it's it's probably i I thought raising a series b would be easier than Mm. seed because seed you're you you literally have nothing right Right. it's a deck and at best maybe a partner right that's yes it. and that's very already very hard um, sure. but come series b uh they go they go much deeper into into what into what you you actually do um before they make an assessment okay hey this is a company that's that's worth investing in 
So what's that yeah. timeline like? So again, again, some some seed. If you're lucky, if you have the right things on your plate, it probably happen in a few weeks' time. Especially now in this market where you know there's a lot of money being thrown in the Philippines. Curious mm-hmm. be how long is the the thing? Because like for you, from initial pitch or initial first date. How long is a series B for? The reason why I'm asking is because, like, for example, you are in your series A right now. Inevitably, mm-hmm. of course, you're going to have to do series B unless you get acquired or you go, your exit right away or you fail. Um, you need to have enough runway and preparation to get to series B. What's that timeline like? And what's the, the right uh, approach to start telling people that, okay, I'm ready for B? Okay. Um... A, a good rule of thumb that actually I got from uh, or really actually I, I also got from a from a good friend. I'll give him a shout out, uh, Mr. Ron Hose. What uh, up, Ron Hose? At PH, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, his rule of thumb is that um, if you have six months of cash left, right, six months of expenses left oh. uh, in your bank account, you should be trying to close around. You should be got trying it. to. So six months in, got it. Or when you have six months to go, you have to start raising money. Or you already probably need to be uh, raising, at that point. raising at that point. Because uh, there's so many things that can happen in a fundraise. Um, yeah. In our case, for our Series B, uh, uh, we we agreed to terms uh, quite quite quickly. And I think uh, Tiger is, is well known for... For that, no, and uh, to tell tell you what, Ron, mm. there's there's a very important reason behind uh, a lot of investors wanting okay. things to go very close very quickly, okay. because businesses, the 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 environment in which businesses operate change so fast, yeah, right. right? That you don't want entrepreneurs to be waiting three or four months before help comes, right? It, it has to come right away, right? So, so large investors like Tiger Global, they all want to close very quickly. But mm. real, realistically speaking, because it's also a much bigger company, a much mm. bigger check size, and you know, in some ways, a much riskier bet. Uh, diligence can take long, right? So sometimes consultants or lawyers uh, will, you know, have to do more to to assess the business. Got it. Uh, all right. And- um... Now let's let's zero in on the last because I know I'm pretty sure this is not going to be the last round. So I'm pretty let's maybe it's unicorn sessions now when we get to that level. Let's see. But I, I want to know uh, now um, a couple of things because again, most unicorn founders, not all, are also now checking out how to pay it forward to other startups, startup founders as well. And that's again the, a good sign of a thriving ecosystem because it's founders cutting founders checks. In your point of view, what do you look for if you're looking for opportunities in, in founders that you want to like pay it forward to or support and take under your wing? Because again, that's the only way we're gonna really pave the way for others, right? By paying that same trust that's been given to us or to you, to other guys who are at the back of the line. You know, uh, I I think. Um, uh, in in starting a company, you probably make a million mistakes, right? And yes. if you succeed, you probably had made maybe more than just a million mistakes. <laughs> Correct. 
So I do think that uh, the mistakes I've made have turned into valuable lessons that I tell I can say this publicly. I'm happy to share it to anyone at any time, right? Um, in fact, um, uh, there have been you know uh, ex employees of PDAX or ex uh, interns at PDAX who then you know started their own companies, and I'm, I'm always more than happy to to talk to them and and share uh, lessons with them because. Uh, when when you start, Ron, uh, and I didn't know this when I first started. Um, even though you you want to fail fast, fail often, etc., you also can't fail too much because you don't have unlimited resources or time, exactly. right? So um, the best way that I I think I've been able to give back and hope to continue to give back is, um, you know, having coffee with people, uh, chatting them up. Um, now, what do I look for? Uh, well, obviously, we can't always just talk to everyone, right? So I look for people who who really believe in their mission, who can commit to their mission, and who will create a lot of value for for society, right? Uh, uh, solving a very real problem, and that's what excites me. And you know, I've I've uh, made some investments as well, um, but the investment is less about giving someone enough money to start a business it's more about okay uh i'm i'm with you right like i yes. i have the game so when i when you come and, and when we talk about you know when we bounce ideas on strategy you know that you're bouncing ideas with someone who's in the trenches with you right exactly. so uh that's what I, I i look for that's amazing and again that's true giving access to a to an ally it's not yeah. about the money because at the end of the day if you're starting out and you're in seed, you're, you're you're very early in the game. You want people who've been there, who've bled before you, right? <laughs> so that you don't bleed like they will ever do. I mean, it's inevitable. You're still gonna bleed, but at least don't bleed like we did, <laughs> because <laughs> it's very painful, right? And we, we've, we've seen that before, and that is amazing. Thank you so much, Michelle. And I hope you get access to your office after this recording. But before I let you go, again, this is just, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be seeing each other again. Um, what's next for PDAX in Series B territory? Again, I know you guys have SLP now on on PDAX. What 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 should we look out for in the next coming months? Uh, uh, we're, yeah, look, uh, on our app, we're... we're looking to obviously add a lot more tokens tokens that are are safe and actually people want to trade um we're also looking to uh uh add more features right so uh watch out for for more ways to do more with your crypto on the pdax app uh, there's a lot more growth happening too uh, on the institutional side of things. So, so hopefully we can we can add a lot more value by by tapping every single uh, uh, opportunity that's that's right for PDAX right now. Um, yeah, that's probably as much as I know. Uh, uh, I I'm able to. I know, the rest to, is hush hush for now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
But again, Michelle, thank you so much. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be seeing each other here again. Hopefully, when we do this recording, it's in person now. So you can see what... Oh, what, what. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see your office too. Uh, I show you mine, but I'm, I'm still locked out. So. <laughs> <laughs> then soon, soon. Give us a few months. And, but yeah. before I let you go, and before we see each other, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Whether it's Apple, Spotify, or any type of podcast app you're listening to. If you see a star rating there, give us a five star so that we can do better content or give us feedback you know feedback is always needed anywhere and again if we did see some jargon it's going to be the show notes on hostshare.com and lastly please follow us in the or no join our community and host share community on Facebook to be part of all the hostshare listeners as well again Michelle thank you very much thank you thank you Ron and have a good Saturday you too and I'll see you guys in the next Unicorn Sessions Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hold up. 
Hey Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023 and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor Dragon Pay is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay.